Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. You're listening to another edition of Strategic Planning, the podcast with Mike Flanders. He's your local financial coach at Strategic Planning Corporation, serving you in the Carolinas from his office in Colfax. And you can find Mike online at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. And of course, you can also subscribe to us and follow us on iTunes or Google Play at Strategic Planning. Just search for that podcast, Strategic Planning, which you may have already found since you're already here. If not, make sure you can share this with folks as well via social media and whatnot for people who might use a little bit of useful nuggets or two of information when it comes to investing, finance, and retirement. That's what Mike and I are going to talk about today. And Mike, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Mark. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there, not doing too bad. We're Carolinians here, right? Mm-hmm. And we have some funny little sayings. Yes. And we've got some Southern things that we do that are kind of funny. And so I thought maybe this week on the podcast, we would talk about some famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. Now, Some of my favorite jokes are yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I was going to try to go nice and say, you know, we'll take it to the financial side and say, hopefully your famous last words would not be something like, hey, y'all, watch this. But I think in true <laughs> Carolina fashion, it might be more like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen that oh, like somebody gives you a beer says here oh, hold yeah. my beer i can i can top that or i can do that I can, yeah, I can, yeah exactly can right. yeah i can yep. beat it so i thought we'd have a little fun with that and talk about that from the financial side if you will i got a couple of phrases here that maybe you would not like to be your famous last financial words if you will so a little play on that idea so i'm going to give you a couple of these mike and you tell me what you think uh, somebody might say something like well i like the security of keeping my money in cash because I know I won't lose it. To me, that sounds like a not so good famous financial last word because you are losing it, just losing it safely. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good Southern thing. Uh, if you're invested in CDs and cash you know, under the mattress in a can out in the backyard, you're losing money safely. Yeah. So inflation is the big bugaboo there. I mean, that's another good Southern word. Oh, yeah, exactly. Bless your heart. We're on a roll today. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you know, it's very tempting at times. And a lot of us do this. If we don't, we're often tempted to, particularly when we do see markets declining, like we were talking about last week or so, to say, you know, let me just go to cash for a little bit because at least I won't lose any more money. But you're losing uh, purchasing power, right? So I'm sorry, say again. I was like, you're losing purchasing power. So you really are losing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think sometimes people get a little nervous about just how markets are or where they're at in their life Mm -hmm. and whether they ought to be taking the risk they're taking. And they do want to do this. But, you know, there was a, a great lesson that Jesus taught about talents. And he gave five to one person and two to another and one to another. And the top two guys went out and they traded with their money and they brought double back what he was gave him. The one guy that got one, he took it and he buried it and brought him back as one. And he was not pleased with that activity. So uh, I think I'd rather be pleasing the Lord rather than doing something with my money that's not productive and not really using what's available to me. So, right. Yeah. 
find out if it's worrying you, if that's the kind of thing that that bothers you, find out how can I go about investing in a way that doesn't create undue risk for what I'm comfortable with. Yeah, because there's some vehicles, there's some things out there that you can, you know, I know CDs, certificates of disappointment, as we've been calling them for a while, <laughs> yes. but they, things are on the rise a little bit there. So there, but there are other vehicles you can look at where just moving to straight cash, you know, I get it. I get some people, you know, have a, an emotional attachment. They see want to see a certain dollar amount in the bank or whatever, and that makes them feel better. But you can at some point have too much lazy money and you're just hurting yourself. So it's a fine balance there to Mike's point. Okay, so that was a good one. All right, let's see if we can try another one of these here, Mike. Now, this one, I'm going to throw myself okay. under the bus on this one because this is me. My wife gets mad at me all the time because all the men in my life definitely have passed away early. And I've already had open heart surgery. We've talked about that here before on the podcast. And I'm only mm. in my mid-40s here. So I would be one of these guys that would say, nobody in my family has lived past 75 I'm not planning on living that long either, so whatever. You know, I don't have to worry so much about a retirement plan for longevity because I'm not going to be around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, that's certainly something you might feel like, but it's not a good way to plan. Nah, it's not and, smart. Uh, no. I know. Yeah, I think about, you know, when Social Security was first brought about in 1934, the average life expectancy was under 60, like 59 or 58, something like that. And the retirement age at that time was 65. There wasn't any early retirement at 62 and getting benefits. It was 65. So they didn't anticipate a whole lot of people living to get those benefits. Right. However, I have grandparents that are no longer living now, but they were born in the early 1900s, 1906, 1911, 1917, and lived into their 80s and 90s. And so, you know, they certainly defeated what Social Security was thinking they would do back then. Now, I, I did have one grandparent that died at 55 of a massive heart attack. And when I got to 55, I thought, well, hey, I wonder if it's my time. <laughs> I've exceeded that. And, you know, you just don't know what might happen. And so why plan as though there's no tomorrow when you could have a whole lot of them? Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, with what I do for a living, Mike, I talk to a lot of guys like you all across the country, a radio podcast, mm -hmm. things of that nature. So I do feel as though I'm going to be gone by around 70 or so, but I'm not planning that way. I'm planning as though I'm going to live to 90 or 95 exactly. so that if I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm not, you know, going, uh, well, now I got no money and I'm 76 years old or whatever. So yeah. So I'm trying to be smart. Yeah, and the I other think, side. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And the other side of that coin, you're right. You are being smart by doing that because the other side of that coin is you're not necessarily the only person that's I'm not, depending on your, your funds. Exactly. Exactly. I got my wife to think about as well. So again, that could be one of those, hey, y'all watch this kind of famous last words uh, <laughs> from a financial standpoint. I'm going to keep with the theme, Mike, of throwing myself or my family under the bus. I'm going to throw my mom under the bus on this one. Uh, she she says, She's 78 right now. And she says this to me all the time. She's like, I am not going into a nursing home. She lives in an, a senior apartment complex. She's actually quite vital at 78. I'm pretty proud of her. But she mm. says silly stuff like, you could just take me out in the woods and put me out of my misery because I'm not going in a nursing <laughs> home. Well, that's not very realistic either. A, I'm not going to go to jail. <laughs> and B, yeah. you know, I wouldn't do that to my mother. But I think a lot of people do get this mentality of put our head in the sand and just say, well, it'll happen to my neighbor, but it won't happen to me. Yeah. And if you've lived any time, you know, you've experienced the thing that you always thought happened to other people happen to you. It might not be some horrendous yep. thing, but you're going to you're going to experience it at some point. And 
if you don't plan for something like this, you don't want to be experiencing at a point where you have no possibility of doing anything about it. Right. Here's the other side of that coin, too, to think about is, yeah, you might be of the mind that I don't want you to worry about me and I can be all right, you know, just let me die or whatever. (laughs) Well, you might not, and you might not have anything to say about it. You might not have any ability to do anything about that. And then you've got people that you are putting in a position to have to take care of things in a way that wasn't planned the best. Very true. And uh, it's more of a selfish type thing. And I'm not trying to put your mom down. Oh, no, you're fine. She's just not thinking about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, she's she's not thinking that way, I know, but it, it really is. And, you know, I, I know I used to say things when I would leave the house, say, well, I'll see y'all later if I don't die. Right, know? right. And I finally realized, you know, that's really kind of self-serving yeah. and it's not very <laughs> right, exactly. uh, thoughtful about the other person. So, yeah, think about the other people that are love you and want to do what's best for you and don't put them in a position to have to do things that's going to be tough on them. Yeah, and I think in a lot of ways, at the time of this taping of this podcast, actually, it was kind of interesting that, uh, and I'm going to go off script here for a second, but I was just over the weekend, just a couple of days ago, I was in the mood to watch some old Carol Burnett reruns from the Carol Burnett show. Mm. Such a great show in the seventies. Right. And uh, I just, I don't know what, something hit me to want to watch some of these. So I went on YouTube and looked at some old clips of some funny bits from Tim Conway and Harvey Corman and all them. And then I saw today that Tim Conway passed away as the taping of, yeah, as a time of our podcast here. And it kind of got me to thinking a little bit, you know, and it's like, you just, you just never know. I hear I was just enjoying this guy's vibrant stuff. And I know that was 30 years ago, but the idea is Mm -hmm. the same as what you're saying, Mike, is that you can have the best of intentions in the world that your thought process and some of these funny sayings that we're talking about is to make you not a burden, but really in a way you're making yourself a burden. He had dementia, which is the reason I was bringing that up. Apparently he suffered from dementia. And that's one of those things where, you know, now granted he probably, hopefully he had people that planned well for his, uh, with his money that he made through the years. But you have one of those situations where dementia can rob you of those things. And it really hurts the people Mm -hmm. left behind, right? Because they're the ones that are suffering. And that's the ones that are also depleting possibly the life savings and the retirement plans and things of that nature for regular folks because it can wreck the whole thing if you haven't planned properly for it. It really does. It really does. Yeah. yeah. So I know that was kind of a long-winded yeah. way to go, but I was agreeing with you <laughs> that, you know, yes. thinking about the person left behind sometimes is where you should put your focus when you're thinking right. about for retirement planning, because, you know, if you're gone, it's not affecting you. It's affecting who's left behind. So a little something to think about. Yeah. But anyway, this is strategic hmm. planning. We're talking about some famous last words from a financial standpoint. So I really had just one more and we'll let you get rolling up on onto your day here. But you might have some of these people say various words one of these things that we just talked about and they can put, well, if things get bad enough, I can always just go back to work. But is that really being realistic? You're not going to make what you made in your prime earning years. If you're trying to go back to work in your seventies. Yeah, it, w- it would be tough. I mean, there are people that of course, you know, continue to work and do sure, very well sure. later in life. I think what was, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Warren Buffett. I think he didn't really start making a whole lot of money until after he was 50. So, but he didn't stop and then try and go back. And, you know, the thing that's tough about stopping work and getting into a maybe a slower routine or whatever is health can decline and you might not feel like you can go back to work. You might not be able to be as vibrant as you were previously. And right now, the job market is kind of tight. There might not be an opportunity to go back to work and do it in a way that makes sense you know, where you can make enough money to make it worth your while. Right. So it's taking a big risk that you're going to do that. I have seen clients that have, 
thought that way. And in fact, where I've encouraged them that they needed to get back to work because they had just not done things well. And it's really almost impossible. Yeah. So don't yeah. think that way. And I wasn't trying to give people a bad feeling and say that you're going to go back and get this thing because, but that's also realistic. If you retired from it your is. job at 62, let's say, and you were making your prime earning years all the way up till then, and you're gone for five, six, seven, eight years, trying to get that job back at the same salary rate is pretty impossible. So you want to be realistic, not to say you couldn't go find work, but you may not find the same work and the same level of income. Yeah. And just like we were talking about last week about the uh, situation with Kohl's where they're bringing Planet Fitness in, mm -hmm. things change. You're Very out true. of the marketplace for five years. The technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, oh, yeah. Very a lot difficult. of things can switch. So that's kind of our main topic here this week on the program. This has been Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders. That was kind of our famous last words. Hey, y'all watch this kind of thing from a financial standpoint. We're going to finish off on a fun little positive note before we go. I'm just going to throw out a little getting to know you question just to kind of get to know Mike a little bit. Mm. And um, Mike, just a little fun one here. What's a movie? If you're a movie guy, that is. What's a movie that you enjoy that like if it's you've seen it 10 times, but if it comes on sometimes you'll just stop and start watching it even though you've seen it a million times hmm. yeah well there are several that are like that for me but um i guess if i had to pick one i would say secretariat uh oh, that movie okay. is just so uplifting and so the, I'd, I'd have to say that's one i really love i, I love uh, the patriot uh love 42 mm. um sports guy yeah, yeah yeah and then there's the there's movies. things like the hundred foot journey um, oh okay yeah so there are several that I really like, but I, if I had to pick one, I'd say secretary. Probably secretary. One. That that one's the one that you're passing by the TV. It's on. You're like, hmm, this is a good scene. Oh, I'm, I'm sitting sit down. down and watch. Yep. <laughs> there you I go. I love the uh, the, the uh, last turn in the Belmont where he comes around and he's making that 31 length win yeah, uh, yeah. happen. And it's uh, it's just phenomenal. I was uh, in high school and Sports Illustrated had pictures of Secretary all over my wall where I cut them out of the oh, book. Oh, nice. And yeah, so uh, I followed that whole thing as it was unfolding, and it's an exciting movie. Too. Well, so we'll finish. Uh, that was very cool, so Secretary. But let me just ask you as we depart then, what do you think about the Kentucky Derby this year with that crazy finish that's like never happened? <sighs> Yeah, it's funny. I was sitting in a restaurant down at the beach and I could see it on TV and the muddy track. And I was just thinking, boy, this is going to be a wild race. And then we got seated and there wasn't a television where I could oh, see no. what was going yeah. on. So I didn't get to find out till later what had occurred. And I just thought, oh, what a disappointing way yeah. to finish things. I mean, I know that Country Home didn't, uh, the owners of Country Home yeah. Okay. So they are excited, but they're pretty I, I excited. Have this yeah. funny feeling that he's not going to repeat in the Preakness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, my my wife is a big I, horse racing I, fan, and she was blown away. She's like, it didn't even look like that bad of a move, you know. So she, yeah, was, it really did. Yeah. So she was yeah. kind of interesting to see how that happened. And I know we're out of time, so I won't keep our listeners and everything. But I just thought, well, since you were such a big fan of Secretariat, I thought I'd get your take mm. on the Derby from this year, since it was so controversial and all. So yeah. Uh, every you yep. see, we can't seem to avoid controversy right now in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we turn, there's it's always some. There. That's right. That's well, folks, right. we're going to let you get out of here. This has been Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders of Strategic Planning Corporation. We hope you enjoy the podcast. As always, make sure you subscribe to it if you haven't yet to get your dose from Mike. Uh, we try to do these a couple of times a month or so. Send out some hopefully useful tidbits of information and fun conversation along the way about investing finance and retirement. But if you have questions or you have concerns, before you take any action, if you need some help, if you need a little guidance, call Mike at 336-666. 
336-668-4338. And uh, check him out online at spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Mike, thanks for your time, buddy. And we'll talk in a couple of weeks or so. It's been great. Thank you, Mark. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Strategic Planning Podcast with Mike Flanders. See you all. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.